Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. I'm here with co-host Steve Anderson, and the Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company owned by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army fullbacks coach, and former Army officer. Thank you, Joe Ross and Higher Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Black Knight Nation, Twitter, Black Knight Nation, and uh Man, we had a lot of photos, and we had um, getting out the coverage and pumping out the coverage uh, little by little here uh, holiday uh, weekend. But we're going to bring in another return guest here, uh, Ben Kotwika, uh, Director of Player Development for Army Football Team and uh, former Army Football Captain. Ben, thanks for joining us. Sal, Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, man, that must have been pretty fun to watch from uh, from your view uh, on – for the bowl game finish, right? I mean, a walk-off field goal, not something that happens a lot in college football, not something that happens a lot with the Army football program. And maybe you can give us a little perspective on what that was like and what that finish was like uh, from your view on the sidelines. Yeah, I think, Sal, there's a handful of things to unpack on that football game. Uh, First off, couldn't be happier for uh, those players, the program, uh, to get an SEC win like that is uh, just speaks volumes about the commitment that not only the program has had, but the institution has in regard to Army football, number one. Uh, Number two is a a very good football game. Um, You know, I think that we were able on the defensive side, those that watched it, we were able to hold them to some field goals early in the game instead of giving up touchdowns, which obviously paid off dividends. And then obviously Cotelli, you know, he misses early on. Uh, that field goal uh, from just over 30 early on and for him to come back and knock off the game winner, uh, the walk off is really a testament to to, to his mental fortitude and uh, the ability to overcome adversity. So just a tremendous win for the program, the institution and all Army fans. Yeah, if I may, Sal, I mean, coach, we talk about it and we always want to see it, but Army football Army resiliency, right, dedication, commitment, that last drive, right, third-string quarterback, kicker had some issues, but just everything about that last drive is what we want out of Army officers. It's what – out of future Army officers, it's what you want out of football players. Um, and, and the belief in the just – the determination, the commitment, everything about that last drive, I, I couldn't have been prouder as an Army football player. Um, I could have been proud as an Army fan and just watching those young men just finish the 60 minutes was just, I mean, it, it was everything I could imagine to finish an Army football season like. Yeah, so Steve, first off, happy holidays. Great to see you as well. Um, you know, I think you hit it on the head there. There's a lot of uh, characteristics that you just, just hit on, uh, but very, very proud of that, that group and was really happy to be associated. And, uh, you know, during my time, just being able to add some value there, you know, I was, I'm hopeful that I was able to give them half the value that they gave to me because I learned more from that experience than I ever imagined. And that drive at the end there, you know, you mentioned, you know, a quarterback coming in, obviously Anderson gets hurt. Tyler comes in the game, and then you're at your third-string quarterback who's overcome a ton of adversity. I mean, you could unpack that uh, that player's experience during the time there, but really epitomizes uh, what it is to be an Army football player and a future leader, uh, you know, of, uh, of, of the men and women in the uniform. 
I, I can't imagine what that locker room was like after the game, Ben, because like you said, there's just so you have the cold tally kick, you have the Jabari Laws story. I mean, you had the way the defense, I mean, it was just a complete effort by the team. And you watch a guy like Jacoby Buchanan, everything he gave to Army in that game. I mean, that run, that 10 yard run for a touchdown is, is per, I, 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 how do I describe it? Um, almost like option football bliss right there, where he was able to run over a tackler and get into the end zone. Uh, That would be amazing just to also experience the locker room after the game, I imagine. Yeah, well, a couple things there. You, you hit on Jacobia, which is really a strength of that uh, that offense. You know, when you look at him and Adkins and even Riley, who was dinged up a little bit this year, when you're able to feed 750 pounds of fullback, um, you know, you're going to have some success there, which we've ended up doing. But, um, you know, to be in the locker room after the game, you know, not only to get that win in a bowl game, but especially for those seniors, you know, coming off the uh, the Navy game where, you know, we didn't play our best. I think to a man, we would end up admitting that and uh, not getting that victory for those guys to respond. And we've talked about overcoming adversity, Steve, you just alluded to it. You couldn't be happier for those guys. And I think those emotions came to, to a head when we were in the locker room after the game. Coach Munkin has done such a tremendous job with that program. And um, again, the support of General Williams, the superintendent, it was really, really a team effort. And it's great to see, again, those seniors walk off in their final football game with a victory. And, um, you know, what was it, nine and four was the season? I mean, that's a, just a tremendous, tremendous year for the program. Yeah, uh, we talked about it uh, last week, but, you know, the, the season and careers those seniors have had and the impact that they have on the, the program and, and the, the mentorship is so big um, because, you know, and I know you know him, but Colonel Gene Polka, another huge mentor of mine, always talking about the, the complexity of being a leader amongst leaders, right, where the seniors are leading, but everybody's a leader at West Point, especially, um, you know, you have underclassmen that are players. So um, to see that senior class, you know, clear, right. Forget about the Navy game, um, focus on Mizzou and, and, and come away with that victory in such a, I felt like that game and, you know, whatever cliche you want to call it, but, the ups and downs of that game, right? We're losing, we're winning, we're losing. We 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 come out of halftime and seize it, right? It, I, it just felt like kind of like a summarization of the season those seniors kind of led, where started hot, uh, you know, had a had a had a sore stretch, and then you know um, came back. It just uh, just so happy for those guys to to leave that field um, as seniors. Uh, as winners, as they should. Ben, you talked yeah, about absolutely. absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. Nope. Um, nope, absolutely. I just agree with you, Steve. You talked about what you learned this year from the players, and what, what's the se- what's the season been like for you back at West Point and uh, being around the team? Yeah, that experience was tremendous. Uh, first off, I would thank Coach Munkin for allowing me the opportunity to embed with them uh, during uh, during that period of time. Um, you know, there's multiple levels there, uh, Sal, 
that that you can unpack. You know, I think that uh, from my standpoint, being able uh, to to sit in and the the role was multifaceted. Um, you know, it was all the way from helping the freshman, or I mean, the plebe, or the uh, you know the yuck make it to the next day, and then the you know the cow and the first he kind of articulate and see what it looks like post graduation. Uh, coach was awesome in regard to allowing me the opportunity to 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 get involved in game management, situational football. I was able to sit in the defensive room with uh, Coach Woody, who's done a tremendous job there, and then also on the special team side. But then also seeing how the culture has changed. You know, oftentimes Sal, we talk about, yep, that's how the culture changed, but. You know, to be embedded and to walk the ground and, and live it and see what it looked like gave me a tremendous appreciation uh, for what it looks like. So, um, so it was it was it was really cool to be there and, and to provide some value during this season. Coach, one thing you know, one thing that I always try to ask guys that have been around the program and you've been around the program, even though. You weren't in the program like you are now. You know, you went to West Point. You follow the program. You've seen a lot of teams. You've seen a lot of cultures. Um, you know, something that, you know, we always kind of try to facilitate first, right, is, is a successful culture. How unique or how comparative is the culture from, you know, what you saw when you played to now – um, you know, under Coach Sutton and now under Coach Munkin, um, and, and just how do you feel um, the similarities and differences are for for now versus then? Well, I think a handful of things. I think first off, um, you know, being successful at that level or at any level is a talent acquisition business, and they they they've got some talented football players there. Um, you know, who are able to contribute and produce. So, I mean, they, they, they've got some, some good players. Uh, when you talk about, you know, the intertwines of what are the intangible kind of things that, that make it uh, work, there, there's a leadership by example phase there. And I think that, um, you know, when you talk about like what the standard is, I think Coach Munkin epitomizes that just in his actions um, and the way that he, um, you know, commands the formation. Uh, I think that is permeated throughout the players. Um, it is a, it is really a standard based organization and uh, there's no detail that's that's too small there. So um, I think that combined with the energy and the juice, it's a really interesting mix. And, um, you know, so. So I think that that those are the, some of the things that, that that come to mind when I when I think about like what that that culture you know ends up looking like and so um, and then from the you know X's and O's standpoint you got to remember you know when you talk about like where I was when we played back in you know, what is that ninety five ninety six you know Army football got away from itself for a long period of time let's let's not make any mistakes here right so we we got away from what Army football should have been whether it was in the, the late 90s and early 2000s with the scheme and the way we were trying to do it, and now it has morphed back into what it should look like. They run the football. They understand that they at Army you need to own the ground, which they continue to do. They're able to stop the run on defense, and they're playing pretty good red zone defense, which they were able to do against Missouri that helped them lead the way. So, um, you know, that's kind of where it's where it's still come, I think, full circle when you talked about, like, hey, what were what did you see when, when I played? 
you know, versus what they're doing now, you know, at the, at the ground level of making things run. I think those are a couple of the, um, really the foundation pillars that are making the thing go. Ben, if we can go back to Cole Talley's kick, um, I was doing some research today and I found out that was the first walk-off regulation um, field goal win, uh, winning boot since 1994, Kurt Heiss. Um, and it was a 24-yard kick against the Citadel. So that's like, I mean, I th- if I do my yeah. math, 27 years, I guess that is. Um, and I'm guessing that you were with the program. I, I think I, I, I think I vaguely remember that. I think that was my sophomore year. And you said the Citadel, right? Yeah. Yeah, we played them at home, and they had a fullback named Travis Jervy that ended up playing for the Green Bay Packers for a handful of years who was a really, really good football player. <laughs> but I do remember Kurt hitting that field goal. He hit another big one, uh, if I remember correctly, if that, that that year as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. I was trying to look back, and people are saying, well, in overtime, the, the field goal kicker won it for – no, no, this is a regulation kick where, you know, it ends the game and you walk off. It, and that is um, something, like we said, just doesn't happen often in college football games. And like we said, for Cole Talley, he was talking about his freshman year when he had that kick against Michigan. Now, you know, that was his first kick, I believe, of his college career, a 50-yarder to win against Michigan. You know and I mean? He said that that weighed on his mind for a long period of time, and then he, he got his mental game in, in check, and it showed in, in, the, in the Armed Forces Bowl this year, no doubt. So, uh, yeah. Well, Sal, Sal, kick – yeah, kickers are like lawyers. You know, you really can't appreciate a great one, and you know, a good one until you have it and you need it. And I think that, as I alluded to, the really cool thing about Cole Talley is his ability to respond. He misses one early in the game. And if you don't have that mental game in the right frame and you're not, you're not, uh, you know, seasoned and you're not sharpening iron in that phase, you know, you can easily let that set, you know, creep in later in the game, but he didn't do that. And he did a great job of knocking it through and, uh, and, and getting the win. Yeah, he talked about how Coach Saturnio prepares these guys mentally and goes through some maybe stuff that you might have seen Bruce Lee do. Coach, have you been involved in any of that stuff with the mental preparation, the the Bruce Lee preparation? Or no, I, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is what an incredible coach Sean is. Uh, really brings a great vibe. He's got great juice. I think he does a tremendous job of connecting to the players and bringing them the energy, especially in the in the special teams phase, you know, he calls them the sauce team, um, which, which the guys really get a kick out of. And, uh, I, and I think that, uh, he's able to touch that whole spectrum and, uh, uh, he, he does a tremendous job, but in regard to the blue Bruce Lee, you know, uh, you know, mental game of, uh, you know, bending silver and titanium spoons. I can't speak to that. What do you think about Zach Harding? I mean, you've coached in the NFL on special teams. What do you think Zach Harding's future might be uh, punting at the next level? Yeah, well, the cool thing on Zach is he'll have another opportunity. He's going to go play in the NFL PA game here in January, so that'll give him an opportunity to rub elbows with the scouts and other high-level, um, you know, high high-level players. Um, I think that he's got a tremendous talent, tremendous upside. Uh, he's long levered. He's got as much leg talent, uh, as anybody that I saw on the college level. Um, his ball striking consistency is an area that I think he admittedly will need to improve on. Um, he's done a very nice job of working on his pooch punts of getting the ball down inside. I think we had one there against Missouri. I think we had one another game. I can't remember it, 
but he's done a good job of that. He's, he's just got to continue to refine his skills and, um, you know, his, his arrows pointing up. He's just got to be able to continue to strike the ball more consistently. And if he's able to do that, he's going to catch scouts eyes out at the NFL PA game. And, and then you don't know where it's going to go from there. You know, he, he could be, he could easily be in, you know, and, and I think Cockrell's going to end up going to the East West game. I mean, if I'm tracking it right now, Sal, we've got five that are in the league. I mean, we've got, isn't Christensen out there? I mean, Elijah obviously got hurt with the Jets. You still got Ollie that's with uh, with Baltimore. Radigan was with Seattle. I think he got hurt. I mean, that's just that just kind of shows you the the yeah. infusion of talent that's coming in there. No doubt. We, we Steve, you told the story about you and Ali going to that uh, that that um, tryout camp, right, or regional camp, and and make and that's how Ali made it. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, I think this there's like you said, there's a lot of talent on this team, and there's um some guys that are going to get a shot, whether it be a rookie camp or um, maybe perhaps, maybe, maybe Cockrell can get drafted. Who knows? Right. The uh, right coach, coach mentioned it, right. The success of any, uh, of any team is, is you got to have players, right. Players, players that can, that can make plays uh, in, in big time game, games. And then, uh, you know, you have the culture and staff that um, facilitates their success, but yeah, no, the, uh, very proud of our guys that are in the league now. The the one thing I would I would like to try to understand, coach, is so the the biggest thing, right, is learning from the previous years and the seniors passing that torch, right? We gotta have this class make sure the juniors understand the accountability, the discipline, who's gonna lead this team, who's gonna be the seniors that now take over, who are the guys that are in charge, uh, which is always something that happens, you know, usually, you know, maybe soon, but, you know, springtime kind of who establishes themselves in the spring. But who are you looking at now that, you know, the season's over, you've got to enjoy it. I'm sure you've already been on the road and you've already made calls, right? The, the process doesn't stop, right? You try to win you know, right away after the game, you get the 24-hour rule. But who do you see next year as the upcoming seniors to kind of take that torch and, and um, propel this team to another 10-win season? Yeah, I think it starts and stops with Markwell Broughton. You know, when you just talk about leaders, you know, that team did have a junior that was one of the captains on the team. Um, he is an exceptional leader. He's a really, really good football player. Um, but he is a high energy, uh, positive leader that guys will definitely gravitate to. Um, you know, I think in the production side, when you talk about like guys coming back, the you know the Carter kid that's playing the outside linebacker position at six six and a half, over fourteen and a half sacks is going to be another disruptive force um, who will continue to evolve in the leadership position. The offensive line will have a couple guys. There's a couple of the B-backs, that, or uh, you know, obviously the B-backs or the fullbacks that we talked about, Atkins and uh, Buchanan will end up being back there on the offensive side. It'll be interesting to watch the maturation of Isaiah Alston at the X position or the wide receiver position made some huge catches, not only in the Missouri game, but throughout the course of the year. And then if you, you, know, if you go back to the, to, the, to the defensive side, you know, there's a handful of other players there that'll uh, end up stepping up. There's this Leo Lowen's kid that's a, a, a soft uh, a sophomore um, that'll be a rising junior. So that's one of the things as 
you know, again, you, you're, you're, as you're right, you're always thinking ahead, but those are just a couple of the names of those listening out there that you're going to hear over the next year or so. And um, you're right. You know, you're always, it's good to enjoy the victory, but it never stops. And, and I think they, that'll be the other unique thing, Steve, is how, each team is unto its own. Each each journey is on its own. You don't bring any of the wins from last year over to the next year. So they will formulate their own, you know, culture and identity and such. And it'll be interesting to see how it materializes in the following season. Yeah, one of my, um, you know, not not necessarily failures or regrets, but one thing I hated to see was, you know, my senior class seven and six bowl game win. And then the next year we went like two and nine or two and 10 or three and nine. And I always wondered like, what, what didn't I give that junior class or what, you know, what did our seniors not, because it's all about, it's all transitional, right? Coach, like uh, obviously again, we go back to talent, right? But it's all transitional in the, in the aspect that you can build, you can continue to build if the right people listen to the right leaders and you go from there and you'll always have emerging, right? There's going to be some senior that, that steps up that maybe hasn't seen a lot of time that now it, you know, is a player that you didn't expect, which is always good to see. I just, you know, yeah. Talking yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a battalion commander who, identifies a couple key company commanders that he wants to groom or a company commander that's, you know, trying to groom a, a, a young lieutenant and such. And so, you know, that natural uh, maturation or growth, you know, happens. So it'll be interesting to see how it happens in 2020. But um, hey, guys, listen, I hate to cut you short, but I'm going to have to break contact here. Um, and uh, I, I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We appreciate you hopping back on and giving us the great insight that he did on the bowl game and uh, inside the team. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you back well, on. Yeah, we'd absolutely love to do it again. And Steve, didn't you just have an, another one born? Didn't you have another, didn't you I drop did. another seat my, here? Uh, I had my third boy on December 3rd. So uh, we got Ace Asher and Arden coach um, probably looking at 2033, 2034 and 2039 uh west point linebackers is what we're going to go ahead and uh pencil them in at um so we'll see how that goes awesome it's really great to see you make sure you stay connected and um uh sal let's uh let's let's keep in touch and anytime you want to talk ball make sure you hit me up again okay no problem thanks a lot coach all right coach. all right fellas happy Thank holidays you. happy new year talk to you soon sounds good fellas thanks Gonna stay on here real quick for a couple more minutes. Uh, just put uh, have some comments that we wanted to get on. Sorry, we couldn't get them on with Coach Kotwika, but want to read them. Here we have uh, Chuck Phillips, Coach K. Thanks for the 1995-96 wins against Navy, most especially the Air Force win in '96. You were all men on a mission that game. We have um, Bay Night Twenty. Why is Army so good at blocking punts? Um, man, I wish we could have had Coach Kotwika. Um, uh, speak on that. I mean, I think it's just really good coaching by Coach Saturnio, to be honest with you. And there's some good athletes out there, guys that get after it. And um, the schemes are really strong for Army. And uh, we have amazing air show videos with a comment. We'll get that on in a second. Uh, never forget the 96 Army Air Force game. We're going to get Coach Kotwika on again in the future. So if you guys, uh, we'll let you guys know when. And uh, we have a 
a bunch more to talk about, about what he's doing with special teams. Um, really appreciate you guys hopping on for a short period of time tonight. Hey, uh, if you guys are around Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, we're kind of going to do a roundtable review of the 2021 season. We're, we're hoping to have Dan and Rob of Ask for Football on, Steve Kripe of Crawdads Countdown to Kickoff, and also uh, Steve Anderson is going to jo- join us um, uh, also. And we're going to go over our top 10 Army players of the 2021 season, our uh, MVP of the team, uh, play of the year, game of the year. Um, so we're going to do kind of our year-end kind of wrap-up show on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, hope you guys can be on and uh, for that one, too. Um, real quick, um, we'll do our best to try to get Bob Sutton on. That's a good one that we haven't had on yet. Maybe we can uh, connect with him soon, um, get Coach Sutton on. Um Guys, thanks a lot. You can always uh, find us on uh, BlackKnightNation.com, our website. I just put out some quick thoughts on the uh, Armed Forces Bowl. Apologize if it was a little late. Uh, crazy stat with that walk-off kick being Army's first since 1994. Uh, Kurt Heiss, um, Jacoby Buchanan, another crazy stat, had 17 fourth down conversions this season, which is just unreal. Probably more than half of the teams in college football. And uh, check out our, our Instagram page, black underscore uh, night underscore nation. We're posting photos. Lynn Fern was at the game for us, um, the Armed Forces Bowl. She sent me like over 300 photos that I was still kind of going through and uh, putting up on social media. And it's good to see Army football players actually uh, posting some of the f- photos on their feeds too. Um, we appreciate that. And our YouTube channel, please subscribe and uh, rate, review. Throw us comments on there. We're loving it. We are up to uh, 340-something subscribers, uh, hoping to get up, that up too. So thanks a lot for um, this for joining us for this interview with Ben Kotwika. Um, and we'll be back on Wednesday night for the uh, roundtable recap. Have a good night, guys.